Hello, friends. You're listening to episode number 12 of the Grind and Be Grateful podcast. Today, we're going to get really real, so I hope you're ready. We are talking about five life-changing realizations that I have personally had and how you can apply them to your life too. And it's just you and me. I'm back with another solo show because I love getting to hang out and chat with you one-on-one. And I know it's kind of a one-sided conversation at this very moment, but one of my absolute favorite things is when you give me feedback and share your thoughts. So obviously, two-sided conversations are way more fun. If you're not driving, I would love if you shared a screenshot of you tuning in either on your Instagram stories or Instagram feed or even Twitter. And just let me know what you thought of this episode, what you liked, what you took home from it, or even what you didn't like if it wasn't your favorite. I love constructive feedback as well. And that is just one of the best ways to connect with me and share the show with other people who might enjoy it too. So thank you in advance to everyone who shares these episodes out with their people. You guys rock. And speaking of getting feedback, I love to see y'all's reviews on iTunes. So the review of the week comes from Key ML, who says, Marie's podcast is gold. She and all of the wonderful women she speaks with have such amazing insights on life. They share with amazing strength and vulnerability. It is magic. Thank you so much for the glowing review, Key. One of my main motivations for creating this show was actually just having an excuse to sit down and talk with really cool women that I wouldn't normally get to connect with. And another reason was to explore the transformative power of vulnerability, which hasn't always come easily for me, but I've learned that none of us are alone in this human experience and life is so much better when we are open and share it with others. So thank you so much for those kind words, Key. Every single review on iTunes gets read and appreciated by me. So thank you so much to everyone that takes a minute or two out of their day to leave a rating and a review. Welcome to the Grind and Be Grateful podcast. I'm your host, Marie Wold, health and fitness influencer, coach, and lifestyle entrepreneur committed to educating and empowering women to become their very best selves. Each week, my guests and I are proving that with hard work and the right mindset, absolutely anything is possible. We are here to bring you not just inspiration, but also actionable takeaways that you can use to create a life that you love right now. We're talking all things personal development, including health, fitness, confidence, relationships, and so much more. Thank you for tuning in. Now let's jump into today's episode. I'll be honest, when I first started my fitness journey, I was that person that never had a plan. I walked into the gym and just did whatever I felt like that day. A couple sets here, a few reps there, and then I would leave. And after a year or so of following that approach, I had seen a little bit of progress, but I knew that so much more was possible. So I finally decided to get on an actual training program. And what do you know, after just a couple weeks of sticking to it, I was blown away by the progress I was making. I was getting stronger, looking better, and feeling more confident than ever all because I finally committed to a structured plan. I thought I would get bored of a program, but it turns out having some consistent variables allowed me to truly challenge myself and I looked forward to beating my previous best week after week. Having structure and accountability from a plan makes a world of difference when it comes to your fitness goals. Myself and my hundreds of clients can definitely attest to that. 
Throughout the years, I have developed my signature training method and perfected my best workouts. And now they're available in my very own iPhone app. Sculpted Strong is a four-phase, 12-week program that focuses on building a strong, toned, and feminine physique while also gaining confidence and feeling amazing. So if you're looking for something that will both transform your body and keep your workouts fun and interesting, this is the program for you. For more info and to sign up, go to mariewoldapp.com. That's M-A-R-I-E-W-O-L-D-A-P-P.com. And because my podcast listeners are just the best, I created a discount code that will save you $10 on your enrollment, and that's PODLOVE, P-O-D-L-O-V-E. And that, again, is on mariewoldapp.com. I know that you're going to love this app as much as I do, and I cannot wait to see your transformation. In today's episode, like I said, we're going to talk about five of the biggest realizations or lessons or mindset shifts that I have had so far in my life. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm 23 years old and I still have a lot to learn, but I've also made huge strides in my personal development and awareness of myself and of others in the past, I'd say two to three years because I've really committed myself to addressing the messy stuff and just learning reading books, listening to podcasts, meditating, journaling, talking with mentors and friends, and just sitting in stillness with myself too. That one is huge. All of those practices have helped me realize the five things that I'll be talking through today. So whether you're in a similar place and need some affirmation that you're on the right track, or maybe you're 10 steps ahead of me and need some quick reminders, or if you're a couple steps behind me and haven't quite gotten here yet, I just hope that this episode serves you in whatever way you need it to. So let's get started, shall we? Oh, I'm ready to dive in. This is exciting. Realization number one is that my life is entirely up to me. And that is a lot of responsibility. I mean, sure, uncontrollable events do happen, but I choose how to react to those things. The equation goes like this. Event plus response equals outcome. So most people blame the outcome on the event. But what they forget is that half of the equation is their response to said event. I've learned this lesson the hard way so many times, and it's finally starting to stick. And now I can identify a lot of times in my past where I blamed everyone and everything except for myself. I never took responsibility. And a really obvious one is back when I played college volleyball, I'm going to use a few sports analogies in here just because they are really obvious to me. So hopefully they work for you guys too. But back when I played college volleyball, I didn't get the spot that I wanted. I basically ended up being the backup setter. And I told my myself that it was because the coach played favorites or that it was because I'm too short or because of seniority. But really, I just wasn't as good as the girl that did get the spot. Like looking back now, I can objectively say that she was better equipped to lead the team. But I literally could not bear the thought that I hadn't worked hard enough, that I wasn't skilled enough because I had spent so many years working my ass off. You guys, I was a setter and I would go to these clinics in the summer where we would practice setting and only setting for nine hours a day, basically the same thing for nine hours a day for like four days straight. 
And by day three, I would have blisters on every single toe. I would have to wrap each individual toe just to get through it. (laughs) My wrists would be shot and I was just like broken mentally and physically. It was so hard. It was honestly hell to do that. But I kept going because I wanted that spot so badly, like the bigger picture. It was worth it to me. And I was never the most naturally talented player. I always just had to work really, 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 really hard and rely on that. So when I didn't get the spot, it was like crushing. And I didn't want to take responsibility for the fact that despite all of that hard work, despite all of those hours put in, I still wasn't good enough. But once I did take responsibility, I decided that that was my opportunity to be the best freaking team player I could be, the best supportive teammate I could be. And I learned so much from that role, which honestly has probably served me way more in the long run than being the star setter ever would have taught me. Anyway, long story short, I get it. It's way easier to blame external forces like your coach, your height, your significant other, your boss, the weather, illness, anything but yourself. And this goes far beyond sports. We as humans continuously engage in limiting thought patterns, self-sabotaging behaviors and bad habits. We ignore feedback, waste time on things that don't matter. We eat unhealthy food. We fail to exercise. We spend money recklessly. We don't continue our education and learn new things. We lie. We accept less than we deserve. And then we do all those things and we still wonder why our lives aren't working. We are the reason our lives aren't working. And while it might suck to hear that your unhappiness is ultimately your fault, let's repeat that again, your unhappiness is ultimately your fault. (laughs) Sorry, not sorry. Tough love is real love. The great news is that you are responsible for your happiness, your success, health, wealth, and everything else good that you want in life. And you can create those things for yourself. You can create the life that you want as long as you remember that the outcome is up to you. So choose your response wisely. Again, realization number one is that your life is entirely up to you. Wow, that was a doozy. So let's take a breath. (sighs) Moving on to number two. Going off of what we just talked about in number one, number two is that everything happens for me, not to me. Again, everything happens for me, not to me. The saying is, life is simple. Everything happens for you, not to you. Everything happens at exactly the right moment, neither too soon nor too late. You don't have to like it. It's just easier if you do. And that's Byron Katie who said that. And it's easy to believe that principle when good things are happening, right? Like it's easy when you're living in abundance, when life is going well, it's easy to believe that everything's happening for you. But it's harder to believe that when things don't seem to be going well. But really every single obstacle, challenge, negative person or seemingly negative event that comes into your life is coming into it for a reason. And it's our job to grow from that. So it's my job. It's my responsibility to myself to work through the hard stuff because it's here to teach me at the exact moment that it's supposed to. And sometimes we are tempted to find a way around our struggles. We think it'll be easier to just take a detour. (laughs) But what happens when you do that is that you're actually robbing yourself of the growth you're supposed to be creating. And guess what? That lesson will come back to you again. It'll probably be worse the next time because you're meant to receive it and you need it in your life. So it's better to just tackle it the first time, right? 
So when we face challenges or experience resistance within ourselves, that's exactly when we should be pushing forward, pushing through, and be open to the lessons that are in front of us. Again, number two is life doesn't happen to you. It happens for you. So, so powerful. Realization number three is that no one else knows what they're doing either. No one else knows what they're doing either. I think the rise of social media and seeing everyone else's highlight reels every day has really compounded this lie we tell ourselves, the lie that everyone else has their shit together, knows their sole purpose, is flourishing, and that's just not true. Just the other day, I posted one of those text boxes on Instagram, which is a new feature that I totally love, and the box prompt said, assume something about me and I'll tell you if it's true. And one of the very first assumptions someone made was that I have my shit together, like I have my life together. And being totally honest, I can understand how it might seem that way from the outside. Because like I said, social media is everyone's highlight reel. And even if people are being vulnerable and sharing the hard stuff, it's still selective vulnerability, right? We are sharing on our terms. No one really sees the full story. Even the people that are in our lives right in front of us, no one knows everything except for you. So To be honest, I very rarely feel like I have my life together. And when I do, that feeling lasts about five seconds, right? Like it's a good five seconds, but it's five seconds. And I mean, have I accomplished some cool things? Yes. Do I have an amazing life? Yes. I'm so incredibly grateful. But am I organized, confident, on time, focused, efficient, and like together all the time? Hell no. Definitely not. And I'll let y'all in on something else. The more I work on my business and the more I expand my network, the more I get to talk to amazing, highly successful, beautiful, confident, seemingly flawless women. But the more I talk to them, the more I realize that every single one of them struggles. Every dang one. Just listen to the guests on my show. They're all phenomenal women, but they all struggle. Literally, no one has their shit together for more than like five seconds. Some people make more money. Some people have more influence or some people wear cooler clothes or whatever, but we all have our own issues and challenges that we're working through. And even when you level up in life, each next level has challenges. And this realization for me has been forming over time. But I think the first flash of it that I received was when I realized that my parents weren't these perfect godlike people. Sorry, dad, you're busted. I know he's listening to this. (laughs) But growing up, we all idolize our parents and we think that they're perfect. But newsflash, they're actually flawed humans who are just trying their best too. And that was mind blowing to me as a kid. And then slowly but surely, I realized that my teachers were human and so are my coaches and so are celebrities. Like guys, my ultimate girl crush, Blake Lively, she poops and she has bad days and even Oprah poops and they have bad body image days. They have days where they feel not good enough, days where they feel sucky. No one on this earth is immune to making mistakes or being afraid or pooping except maybe Beyonce. She might be the only flawless one, but I have a hunch that even Beyonce struggles sometimes. I know, sacrilege. I know that we hold people on pedestals, but seriously, they are flawed just like us. So with that knowledge, all we can do is try not to judge ourselves or others too harshly. We're all just trying our best and doing the best we can with the knowledge and tools we have in this moment, you know? So again, realization number three is that no one else knows what they're doing either. Moving on to number four, 
this one took a while to learn, but I feel so free because of it. And that is that there is literally no way to make everyone happy. So I have to do what makes me happy. From a young age, I was a people pleaser. I worked really hard to get good grades because I wanted the satisfaction of seeing the perfect score when I got my papers back, yes. But I also just craved the praise and the approval from my parents and my teachers. Whenever my parents came back from like teacher parent conferences, I would like pry them for every single word. My teacher said like, what did, what did Mrs. Smith say about me? Did she say that I'm a good student? What did she say? And I would want to hear that approval and that praise so, so badly. And part of the reason why I worked really hard to excel at volleyball was because I yearned for that affirmation from my coaches and my teammates. And in my first few years of growing my social media, I cared a lot about what people thought and created. And in my first few years of growing my social media, I cared a lot about what people thought and I created with everyone else's approval and needs in mind. But even when I got attention and approval from those people, not only were there always people that didn't like what I was doing, but I also didn't feel truly fulfilled in myself either. So yeah, teachers would praise me for good grades, but some of my peers would then make fun of me for being an overachieving nerd. (laughs) I got some approval from my coaches, but then other people would say I was too obsessed with my sport. I gained a following on social media, but that came with being trolled and judged on gossip forums and then being made fun of in real life for being insta-famous, things like that. So over time, I've really learned that I have to do things for me, not for anyone else, because at the end of the day, you can't please everyone. And it's my life. It's not their life. Being on social media and having a large audience definitely sped up that process, like I said, but It's a lesson that everyone needs to learn in their own time for sure. Remember, no one else has to live with your choices except for you. It's your life. And also remember the saying, you could be the ripest, juiciest peach in the world, but there are still going to be people that don't like peaches. Those people are crazy, but they exist. (laughs) So number four again is there's no way to make everyone happy. So you have to do what makes you happy. And last but not least, realization number five, which is so, so important. I am not my thoughts. We all have this stream of consciousness going all day long. You know, that little voice in your head that narrates everything. And because of this culture that we live in, most of us have a lot of random thoughts. And we also have a lot of negative thoughts, especially about ourselves and about other people too. And the problem with that is that we dwell on those negative thoughts. They tumble around in our brain and eventually they make us feel anxious, sad, scared, withdrawn, just all around not good enough. And we let those thoughts make us feel shitty, which doesn't need to happen because your thoughts don't have to be your truth. You guys know that I talk a lot about confidence and self-esteem and encouraging everyone to know their worth. And I talk about those things so much because I have had to work so hard to realize those things for myself. And that's all because of how crippling my thoughts used to be, how much my thoughts used to control me. And it's still something that I'm working on every single day. But what I've realized is that your thoughts aren't you. They aren't the essence of who you are and you don't have to believe them. And I first started learning this stuff from 
Eckhart Tolle, which apparently that's how you pronounce his name. Everyone pronounces his name a different way, but I Googled it before this episode and it's Eckhart Tolle. So some of you guys might have heard of him as Eckhart Tolle or Eckhart Tolle. Apparently it's Eckhart Tolle. And he is one of the most foremost leaders in this area, in the area of mindfulness. And I highly recommend his book, The Power of Now. And there's also a Power of Now documentary thingy on YouTube. So look those up. But in that book, he explains this whole concept better than I ever could. So go read it. The basic premise of it is, is that your thoughts are not the essence of who you are. They are just passing through your consciousness. You are not the voice inside your head. So how do you learn to separate our identity from that voice? And that is mindfulness. And basically mindfulness just means that you are an observer of your thoughts and you get to choose which ones you let go and which ones you invest your time and energy in. And actually one of the meditation apps I use is called Headspace and they describe it as you are overlooking a freeway and the freeway is like your mind and all the cars on the freeway are your thoughts and you have the ability to just sit there and watch all the cars drive by. And let's say one of the cars you want to follow, you can choose to do so, but you don't need to follow every single thought. Imagine how tired and ragged and drained you'd be if you chased after every single car driving by you. You don't need to do that. You can pick just the cars that are going to serve you. And it's the same thing with your thoughts. So most of your thoughts aren't even worth following, especially if they're unhelpful, like negative self-talk, for example. Negative self-talk is so, so toxic and draining. So mastering the ability to just be a witness of your thoughts is really difficult. But once you are good at it, it's a total game changer. And I started exploring this mindfulness by reading The Power of Now, practicing meditation, and those would be my top recommendations for developing mindfulness yourself. It really is life-changing. So that was number five. Remember, number five is I am not my thoughts. You are not your thoughts. You are you, and your thoughts are just a stream of consciousness going through your brain. So that was number five. And just to recap, I'm going to read these with you guys in mind. Instead of saying they're my realizations, I want to read them for you so that you can really identify with them and apply them to your own life. So to recap, number one is that your life is entirely up to you. Number two is that life is not happening to you. It is happening for you. Number three is that no one else knows what they're doing either. Number four is that it's impossible to make everyone else happy, so you just need to focus on making you happy. And number five is that you are not your thoughts. I feel like I just had a therapy session with you guys. Talking about this stuff is really freeing, but also kind of draining at the same time, if that makes sense. But working through the hard stuff and digging deep is so, so necessary for our growth. And I hope you guys found this episode insightful. To be honest, sometimes I hesitate sharing this stuff, stuff like this, because I feel like, you know, what do I know? I'm 23 years old. I have so much to experience, so much left to learn, but that will always be the case. No matter how old I am, I will still have so much to experience and so much to learn. And I think that we all have things that we can teach others no matter where we are in life. We all have this unique life experience that literally no one else in the history of the world has ever had. And I think it would be a shame to hold that back just because we're too young, we're too inexperienced, too shy, whatever those other stories we tell ourselves are. So thank you guys so much to listening to my personal stories and lessons. I hope that by me sharing mine, you feel encouraged to share yours too and maybe apply mine to your lives. And remember, none of us are alone in this experience. We're all just trying to be better than we were yesterday. That is what it's all about.
Thank you so much for hanging out with me today, my friends. And I will talk to you again very, very soon. Before you go, I just wanted to say thank you so much for spending your time with me on the Grind and Be Grateful podcast today. I'm super happy that we were able to hang out and share some good vibes today. It would mean the absolute world to me if you could take one second to share this episode with someone who you think would love it, whether it's texting it to your friend, linking it on Twitter, or posting a screenshot on your Instagram story. It is all super appreciated. And please leave the show review on iTunes if you're enjoying it. Tell me what you think. Let me know what you want to hear more of. This show is for you. So your feedback matters. Plus it would really help me out on my mission to educate and empower women everywhere to become their very best selves. Thank you again for listening and supporting the show. And until next time, don't forget to grind to be grateful, my friends. Thank you.